Another short reading. It's from um, Matthew chapter 13, verses 47 to 52. The parable of the net. Once again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was let down into the lake and caught all kinds of fish. When it was full, the fishermen pulled it up onto the shore. Then they sat down and collected the good fish in baskets, but threw the bad away. This is how it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the blazing furnish where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all these things? Jesus asked. Yes, they replied. He said to them, therefore, every teacher of the law who has become a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out of his storeroom new treasures as well as old. Thank you, Kath. Before we start, I'm going to have a little quiz and um, I need some children to answer the questions because there are some prizes. Uh, if you don't know the answers, children, you can ask an adult and then uh, they'll tell you, hopefully. If they don't tell you, we'll be a bit stuck. <clears throat> so, can you tell me... Oh, sorry, just before we start. This is the fourth in a series of talks about the parables of Jesus in Matthew chapter 13. Okay? First of all, can you tell me who this baby is in this picture? Moses. Well done. Yes, it's Moses. Come, come here, Lachlan. Well done, Lachlan. Give him a clap. So yes, this is Moses in his Moses basket. And can you tell me what, what is happening in this picture? Why on earth is Moses in this basket here? Safe from the people. Yes, he is, he is right. Why, why is, are his parents kind of trying to keep him safe? What's happened? Why? Anybody know? The king of Egypt has, um, well, he's enslaved all the people of God and, uh, and now the people of God are kind of getting more confident and Pharaoh says, right, I'm going to kill all the babies so that they, they know, they put them in their place and they know that I'm in charge. It, yeah, but you, yes. <laughs> well done. <laughs> For the mouths of babes. Uh, right, so. Uh, Moses said the baby in the river Nile in Egypt where the people were slaves. Okay. So, we're going to have a little look at the story of Moses. So does anybody know what's happening in, the, in this picture here? Yes, Aidan. The bush is on fire. Come down here so I can hear you a bit better. My hearing's going a bit 
The bush is on fire, and do you know um, what's happening in this story? Why is the bush on fire, and what does Moses hear in this? God is talking to her in the bush, the fiery bush. Well done. Okay, so in this, in this uh, story in Exodus 3, God called to Moses in the burning bush. God calls Moses and he says, I've got a, a big job for you to do. Okay, next picture. There we go. Can we see that picture? Moses is here with a big stick. What's happening in this picture? Tell your brother. He's parting the Red Sea. Very good. Why is he doing that, anybody? Yes, I don't know your name. So the people can cross over the Red Sea, yes, because God is using Moses to rescue his people from slavery in Egypt and Moses parted the Red Sea so they could go across safely. Last picture of Moses here. What's happening in this picture? Yes, Grace? He's, yeah, he's got the Ten Commandments. So, uh, Grace, can you, can you nominate a person to receive a prize? Or come and, come and take one and give it out to somebody else. He's giving it to somebody else. Okay, so here God has given Moses the Ten Commandments to pass on to his people, to teach them how to live a righteous life. I think that might be the last question. If, uh, if you didn't get a prize, any children, would you like to come and get one? No, it's, it's fine. You, if you already have one, let other people have a turn. So the reason I'm telling you all this is because the Old Testament is like a treasure chest of teaching. There's so much we can learn from the Old Testament. And in the story of Moses, we can learn so much. Moses wasn't a perfect person. He messed up quite uh, significantly at times. And yet God uses him. And um, he's a real hero of faith. But I want us to think this morning how um, the story of Moses and many of the characters in the Old Testament, the heroes of faith, they're really like um, signposts. They point us somewhere else. Where might they be pointing us to? Where are these people pointing us to? What's the answer usually to a question? The signpost to Jesus. So in the story of Moses, we can kind of get glimpses of what is going to be done through Jesus. Because Jesus is the new treasure. So I'm really pleased that Kath read the last verse because that's what I'm really concentrating on in this passage. That we've got old treasures, we've got new treasure. The, the, the story of Moses teaches us so much. Uh, but, but in a sense, he's a signpost to a better hero of faith, Jesus. And in, <clears throat> we can see kind of parallels between Moses' story and Jesus' story. <clears throat> so Moses, as a baby, 
was uh, <clears throat> very vulnerable. His, his, his parents had to, had to keep him safe. The same thing happened to Jesus, didn't it? Jesus born in a, in a, a dirty old manger. And then Herod comes along and says, I'm going to kill all the babies. Do you see the parallel? It's very clear, isn't it? So both these uh, heroes were born in vulnerability. Their lives were threatened. Second thing, uh, God calls out to Moses through the burning bush. At Jesus' baptism, sorry, that picture's not come out brilliantly. At Jesus' baptism, God the Father says this, You are my son whom I love. With you I am well pleased. And he, uh, he, receive, he receives anointing from the Holy Spirit and then uh, that starts his ministry on earth. And the story of the Exodus. So Moses parts the, the Red Sea and here God is rescuing his people from slavery into the promised land, into freedom. And that's a really uh, good picture of what really what Jesus is doing on the cross. But in an even better and deeper and, and kind of universal way, Jesus on the cross is rescuing people from sin and death. And leading them to freedom. So Jesus rescues, rescues us from sin and death. And the last thing I was telling you about was the, was the Ten Commandments, wasn't it? That God gave the law through Moses. Jesus himself said he fulfills the law. He's not come to abolish the law. He's come to fulfill it. And in Jesus, he's like, he's like uh, the law in flesh. Jesus is the law and he says I've come to fulfill it and he tells us the two greatest commandments to love God and love people okay now we come to this last verse of this uh, passage that Kath read for us Jesus said to them therefore every teacher of the law who has become a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out of his storeroom new treasures as well as old. New treasures as well as old. So these parables we've been looking at over the last uh, few weeks, they kind of look backwards to the Old Testament. So the people Jesus was talking to would have known the Old Testament would have known, well, it wouldn't be called the Old Testament then, it was just the, the scriptures. Uh, but they would have, they would have recognized the, the, the links to people like Moses that he was, talk, that he was uh, alluding to. But in Jesus now, not only have we got the old, we've got the new. Jesus has come to fulfill the law. He's come to, he's come to bring new treasure. So, you, if you call yourself a follower of Jesus, a disciple of Jesus, I want to ask you two questions. And maybe if you've got a couple of minutes, you could turn to somebody next to you and ask, first of all, this question. Has your past experience, good and bad, prepared you to teach and help others? Just before we begin that discussion. I was with um, 
was with somebody at the hospital uh, on Thursday, I think it was, and um, he, was, uh, he was teaching us. And he was a mental health uh, nurse, and he was saying how his past experience had helped him in this job. He'd been a, a youth worker, a community worker, and he saw how all how these different experiences had helped him in his new job. That's a bit like Moses, actually. Moses had grown up in Pharaoh's uh, household. That prepared him to then go and speak to Pharaoh in, in later life about letting the people go free. And Moses then got, uh, had to run away and go into uh, hiding. And in, in that vulnerability, he had to rely on God. It was a bad situation that forced him to rely on God. So I wonder, if you want to turn to the person next to you, how has your past experience, good and bad, prepared you to teach and help others? Just uh, turn to the person next to you for two minutes, see if you what you come up with. <laughs> okay. You want to just bring that conversation to a close? Does anybody want to share anything that they've been uh, talking about? How has your past experience led you to be a kind of a teacher and a helper to others? Anybody uh, like to share with me? No. Um, me and Matt were just talking. Is it all right to share? Matt said that his experience of church as a young person... Some of it was really good, some of it wasn't so good. And he, so that, that has led him to want to, to help young people now to have a good experience of church. Anybody else want to share anything? Okay. Next, there's another question that I'll, I'll leave with you. Perhaps we don't, we don't need to talk now. But uh, Next question. What new treasures... Can you bring out of your storeroom? So have a think this morning. What's God been teaching you lately or showing you that's like a treasure that you can share with somebody else? Okay, I'll leave that one with you. The uh, parables we've been thinking about the last few weeks, they all start with this. The kingdom of heaven is like... So these parables are very challenging for everybody who hears them. And the challenge really is about what will be the response to Jesus. Jesus is the king of the kingdom. So when Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven is like, he's kind of pointing to himself, I'm the king. How will you respond to me? Will you receive Jesus or reject him. This was a challenge to those who were listening to him at the time. Some people were kind of swept off their feet and they, they wanted to follow Jesus. Other people, like the Pharisees and others, they rejected Jesus. The same is true today. Some receive, some reject. So we come to the parable of the net. I'll remind you of it. Once again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was let down into the lake and caught all kinds of fish. When it was full, the fishermen pulled it up on the shore. 
Then they sat down and collected the good fish in baskets, but threw the bad away. This is how it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the blazing furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. To be honest, when I saw this passage, I thought, well, that's nice, isn't it? Jamie gets to talk about exciting things like finding a treasure and a pearl. This is a challenging passage, isn't it? And in some senses, you know, I don't know if it's just me, but when I read something in the Bible, I think, I wish that wasn't in the Bible. (laughs) But it is in the Bible, isn't it? And we need to take it seriously. This is a picture of God's great day of judgment that the people who were listening to Jesus at the time would have understood from their knowledge of the Old Old Testament Scriptures. And it's a deadly serious warning. I think this is the point of this passage. It's a warning. Uh, Because Jesus is presenting this picture of of the end of time, a separation of the wicked from the righteous. So, a separation of the wicked from the righteous. Who are the righteous? This is a good question. It's very, I think it's very easy for most people to think, I'm okay. I, uh, I live a good life. I don't hurt anybody else. And um, I've done all right in my life. People tell me this uh, Time and time again in, the, in my job in the hospital. I'm not like those other people. Um, but Jesus is not really uh, saying this. If we look at the New Testament, the righteous are not really those who think they're okay. The righteous are those who accept Jesus. And if we, if we had a bit of time to look at Ephesians 2 verse 8, we'd find that... Um, We are saved by grace through faith. It's nothing else. It's a gift. It's all God's work. God saves us. All that we have to do is to respond to his grace. Particularly respond to Jesus. And Moses uh, was used to rescue his people from Egypt through the Red Sea. Jesus offers us salvation through his cross and his resurrection. This is what makes us righteous. Not anything good that we've done. It's all through Jesus. And yet, this, this parable of the net is a challenge to us. Because Jesus is really telling us, you need to be righteous. I have made you righteous. Now you need to live a righteous Life, And we've looked at uh, a few parables over the last few weeks. One we looked at with Sam, if you remember, was this one about uh, seed uh, falling on different soils. Do you remember this one? And so Jesus is saying to us that we need, our life needs to be soil that welcomes the gospel seed 
and then produces fruit. Okay? He tells us that in other places, isn't he? That you must you produce fruit. When you follow me, you'll produce fruit. Sorry, just go back a minute. I've been thinking a little bit about the righteous and the wicked over the last couple of days. And um, I remember this, um, this book. It's called The Great Divorce. I don't know if anybody's read it. Anybody read it here? Yeah. Uh, the Great Divorce. It's not about divorce, really. It's about this separation that Jesus talks about between the wicked and the righteous. This parable really is about the wicked, isn't it? What happens to them? It doesn't really say much about the righteous, actually. The separation, the great divorce. This, this book's really helpful to me because in this book, C.S. Lewis, you'll have heard of C.S. Lewis. He wrote some books uh, for children, didn't he? Uh, Narnia. And uh, in this book, it's like, it's like a fable. And these people are on a bus and they go to a, a different land. And most people on the bus can't cope with the new land because it's too real. It's too, um, uh, the presence of God is too much for them and they can't cope. The righteous, those who accept Jesus and practice the way of the kingdom now can cope with this uh, new reality of heaven. Because I think a lot of the point of how we live now is preparing us for something else. Preparing us for life in the kingdom. We see the kingdom now, but it's not perfect, is it? The kingdom of God's amongst us. But when, it, when Jesus returns, we will be in the presence of Jesus always. And that, that presence will be so great that for some people it will be too much. We need to practice living this righteous kingdom of God life now to be ready for the future I'll leave you with a, a question or a prayer actually I want you to ask Jesus to help us this week to bring out of our storeroom new treasures as well as old so what God has led you through in your life will have prepared you in lots of ways. And, and the bad experience prepare us as much or actually more uh, than the good ones, really, because we learn so much from them. So why don't you um, maybe close your eyes and put your hands out and we'll just pray. Yeah, I'm putting my hands out to receive because we need to receive from God, don't we? So, Father God, we ask for your Holy Spirit now to teach us. Thank you that you, you save us through Jesus. Thank you that it's nothing we've done that saves us. It's all through Jesus. And thank you for our life experience where you've been preparing us, teaching us, so that we can teach and bless others. 
So this week, Jesus, would you help us to bring old and new treasures out of our storeroom so that we can bless someone? Maybe that, that'll be a small thing or a, or a big thing, but Lord Jesus, would you just help us to bless somebody this week? And we pray in expectation that this will happen because we ask it in your name, Jesus. Amen.